This is Listen Lakeland, the show that keeps you up to date on all the things that make our city a great place to live, work, and play. Today's host is a former hospital administrator and currently a healthcare consultant in operations, strategy, and facility planning. She's also served on a number of city and nonprofit agency boards in the Lakeland and Tampa Bay area and is the past chair of Lakeland Vision. Here's your host, Carol Phillipson. Welcome to the good life. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Carol Phillipson, and it's great to be hosting this month's episode of Listen Lakeland. This show is an extension of Lakeland Vision. For over two decades, Lakeland Vision has been a voice for the citizens of Lakeland, working with community stakeholders to create a bright future for our city. Today on Listen Lakeland, we will focus on strong and safe neighborhoods. In particular, the goal of sense of community, institutions, organizations, and neighborhoods will create and support a cohesive and engaged community that fosters intergenerational and geographic unity. And on safety, Lakeland will have effective law enforcement with community-based crime prevention activities to ensure safe schools, neighborhoods, and streets. And one of these activities is PAL. Today we have with us Lieutenant Joe Parker and Crystal Davis from PAL. Lieutenant Parker was born in Illinois and moved to the Orlando area when he was a kid. He was among the few to complete the first four-year graduating class at Harrison. He majored in music and the percussionist for the school symphony and chamber orchestras. Joe holds an associate in arts and a bachelor's degree in criminal justice from Polk State College and serves as an adjunct instructor there. For the Kenneth C. Thompson Institute for Public Safety, Joe is a veteran of the U.S. Army where he proudly served as an airborne infantryman with the elite 82nd Airborne Division. Joe has been with Lakeland Police Department since September of 2006 and has served on patrol, SWAT, street crimes, CRT, and narcotics. Upon his promotion to sergeant, Joe has supervised patrol, special investigations, and the neighborhood liaison unit. Joe is currently the lieutenant over the neighborhood liaison unit and the police athletic league. Welcome, Joe. And we also have with us Crystal Davis. Crystal is part of the PAL Board of Directors and serves as treasurer. Crystal works for the Lakeland Police Department as the Juvenile Justice Program Coordinator, where she implements programs that serve as an alternative to juvenile arrest and truancy. She is also an adjunct professor at Spring Lake College, where she teaches the study of theater and drama, expressing social change and social justice. Crystal has a master's degree in nonprofit organizational leadership management and postgraduate certificate in criminal justice. She was born and raised in Massachusetts and came to Lakeland back in 2003 and instantly saw a need to give youth the opportunities to develop their talent, confidence, and discipline. Welcome, Crystal. Well, let's get started. One of my first questions is, I understand that PAL is celebrating our, an anniversary this year. Can you tell us when and why PAL was started 
and how it's accomplished its mission over the years. And then, of course, when did it start in Lakeland and why? Well, historically, PAL started in New York City, the inner city youth having, you know, normal youth, teenager problems, um, clashing with the police. There was an innovative individual there, uh, a fellow by the name of Sweeney, back in 1910, started this program to start working with the youth to develop that relationship between the police as authority figures in the neighborhood, uh, keeping these kids occupied during the daytime and having positive interactions so that it wasn't just always a negative interaction between the police and the youth. So it started way back then and has carried through the years across the country. And here we are celebrating our 30th year anniversary in, in, in Lakeland, started back in 1993. So it has um, evolved in these 30 years, and we are continuing to evolve and innovate and look for new creative ways to engage with the youth here in Lakeland. So what are some of the programs that PAL offers? Traditionally, I think over um, the years throughout the country, it's always uh, involved some sort of ball sport. Uh, Originally here in, in Lakeland, we've had football, we've had baseball at one point in time. Currently, we have football, cheerleading, archery, fishing, and we're delving into the wrestling program now. Uh, we're hoping to develop the wrestling portion of the program uh, further in the future. Uh, but we have to find ways to attract all of the different demographics and interest groups of the kids. And, you know, uh, the group that we have working at PAL now uh, always considers new programming, um, ways we can improve the current programming that we have. And um, like I said, we want to attract all of the different kids. You know, everybody's not looking to play football. Right. Do you have girls' football teams? Not here in Lakeland. Um, there is a push uh, around the country. From what I understand, they're considering making flag football an Olympic sport. So making flag football an option for football instead of full contact could give us the opportunity to include the female players. And I think that would be something good. Some programs have soccer and stuff like that that are... You know, it can be both. Correct. What about other things for young women? Um, We have a cheerleading program um, that caters to our young girls. We also um, have a mentoring program. And sometimes in our mentoring program, we do focus on gender specific topics where we'll break out the girls from the boys um, as well as um, over the summer with our internship programs and um, our youth academy that we host over the summer so what is the youth academy so a couple of years ago i started a youth program we call it the lpd summer trades camp so over the summer when the kids get out of high school um, over their summer break even some of the middle school students we see a sudden spike in juvenile crime where they're where they're not experiencing the structure of school and their parents may be at work or otherwise unavailable to tend to the kids so they're out roaming the streets So I wanted to come up with a program that was not just babysitting, but served a um, longer-term goal. So think of crime prevention on a short scale, short-term, keeping them occupied over the summer, but crime prevention long-term, lifelong crime prevention by getting them on the right path to a, um, a career that can benefit not only them, but the community. So I'm a carpenter by trade. I worked as a commercial construction superintendent. So recognizing how across the country it's hard to find skilled labor, I developed a vocational trades program. We cover everything from architecture to roofing. 
And that includes, you know, carpentry, plumbing, HVAC, electrical, interior finishes with drywall, painting. And um, we give these kids an insight into all of the other different career options they have that may not include the classical college education. Everybody's not interested in going to college, and everybody can't necessarily afford college. But there are so many different rewarding careers in the vocational trades. I felt it was important to teach these kids that those opportunities exist for them here, right in our own community. And I've partnered with the school board and local businesses to actually engage with these kids and teach them about all these different opportunities. Do you have a facility where they learn these or do they go to the individual businesses? How, how does the program work? Well, the first year we had it hosted at Travis Votech here in Lakeland, which is part of the Polk County School Board system. And um, it was a good facility. The second year we did it at Tenorock, which hosts the Electrical Trades Academy through the Polk County Schools. And this year we're partnered up with a different private company called IES. It's in North Lakeland. And they host a electrical plumbing, and HVAC construction school. It's residential. But they like the program and agreed to host it. They have a great facility up there, which I think is probably a perfect spot to have it. And um, on top of holding it there this year, we are also looking to expand this year in partnership with the Polk County Sheriff's Office. What I wanted to do in the big plan of this thing was to establish it here in Lakeland, figure out the kinks, and then get the local municipalities on board so that they can have the opportunity to interact with their own kids in their own community. So we're building that relationship here in Lakeland, and I am anxious to see how the other jurisdictions can adopt it into their neighborhoods. So you asked about who teaches it. Me and my community services group, we are the MCs, if you wish, and then the individual trades, the experts are brought in. So they are local businesses to Lakeland. They come in and they teach their individual business expertise. So, for instance, Frank Kendrick over at New Jack Construction partners with RADA, and they come teach the carpentry portion. So those businesses also have the opportunity to build their relationships with the police, but also they build that relationship with our local youth so that they know that when they have someone teaching them about their trade, they see that for themselves, and then they get the idea to go work for that company. The big picture, again, is to develop that relationship so they can start hosting intern programs with these kids. Say, for instance, I get five kids that come through my summer camp, five of them that are really interested in being electricians. Then I will partner them up with the local electricians that will then host them in the remaining summers of their high school career. So when they graduate, they actually start an apprenticeship with that company and go to work. So we're home growing our own workforce here and giving these kids an opportunity to learn that they can be productive members of their own community and have a lucrative career. Excellent. Now, how do students find out and their parents find out about this program? Well, it's funny. We never really advertised it. I made some brochures and went to a career fair down at the Civic Center that was being hosted by Career Source Polk. So someone took a picture, and it kind of went viral. And within the first couple of weeks, over 250 kids from around the county applied to go to the summer trades camp. Um, same thing the second year. We put it on the, um, the city's website for about a week. And again, over 200-some kids from around the county applied. So they're talking about it. The teachers are talking about it. The parents are talking about it. 
So it has really shown on its own that it's a great need, but also a great want from the kids. And we've luckily, you know, filled it both years. So we're going to our so third how many, year. So how many students do you have during the summer in this program? So just to be able to manage the kids, 50 is a good number to manage. Um, we have to find a, a venue, like I said, that can hold 50 kids comfortably and keep them comfortable engaged and uh, in a position where they can, you know, uh, have the hands on and get, you know, the learning from whoever the host is, you know, speaking. And uh, that's difficult. So 50 is a, a good number. And then if we duplicate it in a second location, so if we host it in Lakeland this year and then have the east side of the county hosting it there, then we can get 100 kids through in a summer. So that would be a good number of kids. Do they take any field trips? So that's a good point. We teach them everything from architecture to roofing. And then at the end, they get to go to a residential construction compound where they can see all the different stages of residential construction from the dirt lot all the way up to a finished house. And then we go and show them in scale and culture the difference between residential and large-scale commercial. So the first year, we got to go to a nice residential um, neighborhood in South Lakeland. And for the commercial project, we got to go to the city furniture warehouse, which is over a million square feet of um, warehouse and showroom, which is really cool. This past year, we went to that same um, neighborhood, which is a really nice, it's the Delphi community in South Lakeland. But we got to go to the Orlando International Airport expansion. So they got to see the new sea terminal expansion, the new JetBlue maintenance hangar, and the new Brightline uh, high-speed rail. So that was pretty neat. A lot of those kids had never been to an airport before. Amazing program. It's very cool. It seems to be popular. We need to get it expanded. <laughs> Definitely. So getting back to PAL, how is PAL staffed? There are different ways to staff it around the country. Here in Lakeland, we are supported through the local police department. We work for Lakeland Police Department. Um, so we have, I am the lieutenant. I have one sergeant that supervises um, the group. Uh, sergeant Nicholas Rex is the director of PAL. And then we have two sworn officers, Officer Wesley and Officer Lewis. And then we have two civilian staff, Crystal Davis and LaShonda Luster. And between that handful of individuals, they run the whole program. It's its own individual 501c3, but through Lakeland Police Department. So how many children come through the program each year? through the PAL program? And then what is the age range? Um, I'm going to say over 400 um, youth, between 400 and 450 um, youth come through our program. Um, and it could get up over 500 if you start including students that come in and do community service um, with our um, students and our programs that we have. In the ages, uh, we start enrolling for our football and cheer at age four. And um, our mentoring program goes up to the age of 18. Can you talk some more about the mentoring program, please? Sure. So our mentoring program is a weekly um, mentoring, like an outreach program, where we have um, a calendar of events. And every week, it's, there's a different topic. Um, mostly all of the topics are, um, you know, teaching life skills or how to interact with law enforcement officers. We have um, different speakers that, that come in. Um, and we, we stick to whatever the topic is for, you know, that month. If we're working on, um, relationship building, we'll bring in, 
you know, a few speakers that can speak on different tracks of relationship building from, you know, and then we'll talk about um, and have interactive activities that talk about interview skills and things of that nature. Now, the children that come to the mentoring program are between the ages of 12 and 18. So it's more the teenagers. Yes, more the teenagers. And we do take them on field trips. Um, we take them, you know, out to banks, you know, so that they can learn about um, managing their bank accounts, how to open a bank account. Um, we've taken them out so they could see the process of registering to vote. Um, we've done a, a lot of different types of field trips um, with the students. We have fun times where we go bowling, um, and then we do a lot of educational field trips as well. So PAL is really more than athletics. Absolutely. Across the country, a lot of the PALs are converting their name from Police Athletic League PAL to Police Activities League PAL um, to, again, innovate more from just primarily sports to sports as an attractant to get the kids to come to the program. But then, as Crystal was describing, you know, lifelong learning skills, those social skills, those business skills, and those things that make them understand that they have to commit, you know, have an ownership stake in their own success in the community. So as you do the various sports programs, what role do the coaches play in mentoring? In my opinion, we have mentoring and we have tutoring. Mentoring is that everyday interaction that they have with these authority figures, these coaches, these volunteers, where they are just simply being in the presence of someone who has an interest in their success someone that's showing them the proper way to interact in polite public, um, encouraging them to put forth the effort, you know, like I said, to take an ownership in their own success, take accountability for their actions, um, taking on that lifetime learner mindset, as opposed to tutoring, which I think is a very strong aspect that we need and we're innovating our program to achieve I feel like it's important to have 180 kids enrolled in football. We should have 180 kids enrolled in some kind of tutoring. They're struggling somewhere, and I think it's our responsibility to attract them with the fun stuff, but educate them in the areas that they need to be educated. So, again, they are well-rounded in their social and learning environments. So is tutoring something that you offer now or you're getting ready to offer? It has had ebbs and flows of um, programming with tutoring. It's something that we are looking to um, rebuild uh, the right way. But in Florida, you know, we have certain insurance certifications and those sorts of things that we have to have in place, and that's what we're looking to rebuild the right way now. Um, something that I feel like needs to be a strong part of what PAL is. So that's one of the changes you see for the future. Yes, ma'am. Um, the summer trades program was an independent LPD program that I started, but that has since been moved under the PAL umbrella to incorporate that into what PAL is, you know, making these lifelong learning activities part of what our program is about. So I'm a parent. I have a child that I feel may be at risk. How do I get them hooked up with PAL and engaged in the program? Um, most of our, our, um, Parents that come to our program are sometimes referred by their school guidance counselor. Um, they've seen the building. A lot of our um, the youth that are in our program do come from our neighborhood, 
Um, there's also generations. Um, you know, grandma may have been a coach at some point in time and her kids went through the program. And now we're seeing that mom's coming back and bringing her kids through the program. Um, we also advertise our programs on um, social media. So we do get a lot of, um, you know, youth that register coming from the, the social media and online. But we do um, have in the schools, we do, you know, have flyers and give out, disseminate information to the school social workers in the schools. So if they have kids that um, are in need of social, positive social interactions, they will call and say, I have a kid I want to refer to, you know, to the program. Something neat. Sorry. Go ahead. Something neat to consider when you're talking about PAL and at-risk youth and how you can change someone's life is we actually have officers that have gone through the PAL program as a kid that later become police officers, and then they get to interact with these kids as police officers in the community where they grew up or in an environment that they benefited, and they're passing that along to someone else. So again, the most important thing is realizing that it creates an environment where these kids have positive interactions with police officers Think about it. You know, the summer trades program, a kid is thinking as they're an adult, you know, back when they were in high school, a cop showed up and took them to jail or one of their family members to jail or a cop showed up in their life and taught them how to start a career or, you know, how to become an entrepreneur. And now they're raising their family and supporting their family based on what a police officer, you know, planted in their mind exactly. when they were at a young age. That, exactly. That's a big difference. That makes a difference. Yeah. That makes a difference in a child's life. What are your plans to expand services and facilities? Actually, one one thing we haven't talked about, the address of PAL. Okay. The address for PAL is 325 West 2nd Street in Lakeland, Florida, 33805. And the phone number? Is 834-3966. Thank you. Let's talk about the future and the plans to expand PAL and new facilities. Well, currently we get we get funding from the city. Um, like our summer trades program is funded through local, you know, sponsorships, private citizens that help us keep the program going. A lot of fundraising, a lot of fish fries, those sorts of things. So we not only depend on the city for help keeping it, the, the programming in, in place, but we also depend on local citizens and corporate sponsors to, to get us where we need to be. And we've been fortunate that that's how we've survived. Currently, we're in a building that we have severely overgrown. So we're taking that into consideration. The way the staff has to shuffle equipment and kids around now makes it quite tedious, um, labor-intensive. We could better efficiently operate if we had a facility designed for our specific vision. Um, a lot of other cities are using um, designs that are uh, more able to accommodate not only their current programming, but future programming and needs. And that's, so they're building flexibility in as they design the building. Correct. And that's something that I am looking forward to being able to accomplish here in the city. So, you know, I feel like I've got support from the city, but I need support from the community as well. So Um, what can the community do to support the expansion into a new facility? What can businesses do? 
Well, I would like to see, you know, the community as a whole um, embrace the idea of the Police Athletic League or Police Activities League and, you know, and take an ownership in the community. If you think of what our most important resource in our city, in our country is, it's our youth. You know, we got to start thinking about our succession plan. Who's going to take the place of Crystal Davis? Who's going to take the place of Carol Phillips? And who's going to take the place of Andrew Gash down there on that keyboard? You know, we got to start developing them now. So if we think about the the dear cost to the city, if we don't invest in our young people, then where are we going to be in the next handful of years? But sometimes businesses, they want to invest but they're just not sure how to go about it. Well, PAL is a 501c3. It's tax deductible. Um, there are a lot of resources around here. There are a lot of um, really nice, loving people in our community. And if they have any ambition of helping the kids in the program, then they can contact me at the Lakeland Police Department, and I will get them the right numbers to just get on that keyboard and send some funds over. So how do they contact you? So I am at 219 North Massachusetts Avenue. My name is Lieutenant Joe Parker. My phone number is 863-899-7580 is my um, work cell phone number. You can reach me there, or I'm at joe.parker at lakelandgov.net. And um, I would love to speak to anybody that's interested in investing in the PAL program. So are there volunteer opportunities for people who are interested in working with the youth? Absolutely. Yes, we are always seeking um, volunteers. There is a process, an application and a background screen, um, but we have that information on our website, on the city's website uh, for volunteer. The application is actually there, but yes, we are always looking for volunteers. And what is the website for PAL? It's the city's um, It's website. on the city's website yes. itself. Okay, that's good to know. And I wanted to um, just go back to when you asked about the coaching, the coaches being mentors. I wanted to talk about that for one second because we do have um, several moments where our coaches are mentors, like our football coaches. And, you know, there's a lot of um, lessons that are learned, um, like teamwork and how to handle rejection and anti-bullying. Those types of lessons that we see um, the coaches working with the, the youth on the actual field, you know, at games or during practice. There's there's a lot of moments um, where our coaches are mentors, you know, to our youth. It goes so much beyond the game of whatever sport it is that they're playing, um, especially with all of the things that our youth deal with today. They come in the door with a lot of different things going on. So our coaches, um, we do have like a training tool that they all have to come through um, and take before they can become a coach, which trains them on how to deal with certain situations. So um, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, that was acknowledged that our coaches are, they act as mentors, you know, they're volunteers, but they really do serve as mentors to the kids on during those times that they have the kids in their care. Hey, and this is for Crystal. Have you thought about other opportunities and programs for the girls? We have, we have, we are talk, we are talking about doing the girls' flag. There's an interest there. Um, we have had a girls' basketball um, team in the past. We've also um, talked about doing a step team. So there are different things that we're looking at, you know, for the girls. But, but also part of the programming, you know, 
we've been doing our research as well to see what the best practices are of other PAL programs around the state. I visited Jacksonville, Miami, Davy, uh, I think St. Pete, Tampa, uh, Pinellas County Sheriff's Office PAL. The one thing that I really liked about all of their programs is they too are incorporating these lifelong learning things. Like they all have a library, they all have some kind of arts and crafts studio. And that's important because, again, we may have a group of kids where the boys may want to come play some kind of ball sport. The girls may not be interested in a ball sport. They might want to come study about some arts and crafts or learn how to sew or learn how to paint or do something that is of their interest. I want to have a workshop in there, for instance, where the kids can come learn how to work on their bikes so they can learn that they too can possess mechanical skills. These kids are getting back and forth on their bicycles. What a great way to teach them that they have the ability to problem solve and fix things than have a shop where they can come work on their bicycles. more to come on Bike Buddies. (laughs) Thank you both so much for educating us on PAL and the activities that are offered. And thank you for tuning in to Listen Lakeland. Your feedback is valued, and we encourage you to head over to www.lakelandvision.org to participate in our monthly survey related to today's show topic. Listen Lakeland is brought to you as a collaborative project between Lakeland Vision, the City of Lakeland, and Hall Communications, a community working together to provide an exceptional quality of life. Thank you for being with us.